Welcome to the Arrow Media Podcast. Recorded live from the Arrow Media Production Studio at Ashland High School. Hello and welcome to the Arrow Media Podcast. This is Mr. Crawl doing um, a special series on getting to know teachers better, um, the Crawl Questionnaire. And our first guest today is Mr. Cameron Diedrich. Hi, Mr. Diedrich. Hey, Mr. Crawl. How you doing? Doing well. Um, we're going to talk just a bit about life and what led you here to Ashland and what you do and um, some things you enjoy. And we're going to end it with a, a lightning round of rapid fire questions. Give me the first thing that comes to your mind. We'll see how that goes. All right. All right, let's hit it. First, why don't we tell people who are listening what you do here in Ashland, like what's your job here at the high school? Okay, um, that's a long list. My um, my official job is I am one of two art teachers here. So if you know Mrs. Boyer, I'm the guy who's on the other side of the room. So in the, the other art room that's attached to that. And um, I teach, uh, let me see here, I teach fundamentals classes, um, 2D and 3D foundations. So if you're new to art, you'll probably end up with, there's a good chance you'll end up with me first for something. Um, and then I also teach um, drawing fundamentals. That's an intermediate class that you take afterwards. Um, that's all about drawing in different ways on different things. Um, we do printmaking, which is a big, long thing to get into, but it's awesome and super mechanical. Everything takes 23 steps, and it's amazing. Um, so take <laughs> printmaking. Um, I also teach um, sculpture. I teach that usually in the springtime. Um, that follows 3D foundations. That's when we get into some pretty crazy stuff. We sculpt our own heads. We uh, we cast our hands in, you know, and, and cast them in plaster. So it's it's that's a lot of fun. And um, I also teach media arts. So that's uh, that's another big part of my job. And media arts, I'm in charge of, um, basically, when you see the news in the morning on TV, uh, Mr. Crawl's folks and Media Arts 1, they they produce the news. They're the ones that act, that do, they're the anchors and, and control the cameras and everything. And my folks in Media Arts 2, they um, post-produce the news. So they clean it up. They put all the animations on it, special effects, credits, all that good stuff, change the camera angles, um, and... Uh, and then we go from there. And then I'm also in charge of the media arts interns. And those are the people that make all the special things for the news, all that thing. So all those things we call B-roll, where it's a, the, um, the the extra stories you see, or the one that looks kind of like almost like a movie or a documentary. That's what, that's what we make there. Um, and some other stuff, too. Um, but uh, let's see. So oh, that's, I, that's during the day. What about extracurriculars? You, you're oh, well, I'm not done with during the day. Oh. Yet. No, because you forgot the most. I'm oh, like, my I'm, goodness. I'm also an assistant band director. So I should know that. You really should. I should know that. That makes me worry about you. It's okay. But, um, so I, I help out Mr. Crawl in um, in marching band and in concert band. And so um, basically I'm helping people learn marching style or, um, you know, taking care of warming people up and, and getting, um, you know, people ready to play. But okay, so that that fully takes care of my day. So that's your that's your 730 to 3. Yeah, that's my 730 to okay. 3. Okay. So then... Um, Oh, let me see. What do you want me to talk about afterwards? Oh, jeez. Oh, just just we want to know what you're involved with after school. Okay, right on. So, um, we also do after school um, when we when we have a moment. We have National Art Honor Society. So, this is my folks that are really super serious about art. Like either they're going into an art career or they want to um, just have art be a part of their life. Like, I'm not going to do it as a job, but I'm always going to have a studio in my house. Um, those are my folks um, that are super into being in the art department and helping out, and um, they, they help with a lot of the setup and teardown of the shows and getting things ready, um, that sort of thing. So we do that. Um, I In my spare time, I like to live stream events. So um, And I don't do it for uh, sports and everything. That's handled by a different part of the district. 
Um, I help Mr. Crawl, Mr. Crawl and I together, we do um, live streaming um, arts events and anything else that's pretty much non-sports related. Um, we make sure that we have all the camera angles and switchers and things like that hooked up through YouTube so that we can ship that out live to you guys. Uh, let me think. There- and and you, you help me with marching band. So there you go. We I each do. forgot part of the band. <laughs> right on. So it's pretty varied. I want to jump into more about you and less about what you do. But now people that are listening that haven't met you or, or had you for a class have some idea of about what you're, what you're doing during the day. Um, but let's go, let's go way back to the beginning and let's start with, and you don't ha- you can tell me this because you remember it or because your mother told you about it, but tell me about um, where you were born, where you grew up, that sort of thing. Sweet. Okay. So, um, I'm a Cleveland kid, uh, ah. specifically not, not like Cleveland proper. I'm a suburb of Cleveland kid. Okay. But Cleveland kid as in like go Browns, go Indians, yeah, that, kind of, yeah. that kind of Cleveland go, kid, go guardians, go guard. Yeah. Right. This is 2022. Right. So, um, so yeah, but I'm a West sider. So like, if you, if you're thinking like on the, you know, we divide up Cleveland by the West side of the Cuyahoga river and the East side. So I'm from the West side. And, um, so I was born in Fairview park, which is super West side. And then I grew up in Berea, which is, if you know where Hopkins Airport is, if you've ever flown mm-hmm. out of a, you know, a major airport, and it's probably, and it was here, it was probably Hopkins, and you were super close to where I grew up. So uh, you're talking 45 minutes to an hour away from here? Yeah. Not about, too far. No, not not too far. Straight shot of 71. Yeah. And um, so I went to, I went to elementary school all, all in Berea. That was all at St. Mary's uh, Catholic School in Berea. And then. For, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, wait. You said Catholic school? I did. That's the, the, I, now I know you a little bit, so I know you taught elementary for a while. Um, I would imagine Catholic school for elementary is was that different than than what people know here in Ashland? From? Yeah, yeah, probably. And so, and here in Ashland, our schools are divided up into like grade level buildings, right? Like we yeah. have Edison and Reagan; they are K through three. And then you got intermediate is Taft; that's four or five, and middle school six through eight, and high schools high school. Um, but um, it, it, it private school and, and Catholic school, for example, you go K through eight, and it's usually they're not super huge schools. Maybe save a couple. Mine certainly wasn't. Um, so I was K through eight with the same like twenty eight people for like wow. nine years straight. Yeah, so it was it was so one one class per grade level. Yeah, one class per grade level. Um, and then um, yeah, that's, that's the way it was. You. Everything was taught by your by your homeroom teacher. You that's know? yeah, that's like, amazing. Which is funny for me because coming from an art, you know, an art teacher, all my I didn't have real deal art classes until I got to high school. I mm-hmm. had I was just you know whatever my teacher managed to do on that one Friday gotcha. for forty minutes. So so um, five year old Mister Diedrich, um, if I asked him, what what would he want to be when he grew up? Five year old Mister Diedrich. Yeah. Oh geez. Yeah, kindergarten, living life. Yeah, um, five five year old Mister Diedrich probably would have also said artist. Yeah, or you know, a horse. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like um, six year old Mister Diedrich, when I got to first grade, yeah. they started teaching religion in school, so I, I wanted to be a priest. I even told my mayor I was going to be a priest. Wow, I'm definitely not a priest. Okay, uh, but just uh, to clear that up for the the listeners, for the, for the at folks home. at home. Yeah, yeah, but then after that. Um, Jeez, I don't know. You know, it changes here and there as you grow up. You know, I um, probably a lot of what my my dad was a die maker, um, so he made car parts. And you know, you want you kind of want to do what your folks do. So I, I was told my dad for the longest time, "I'm gonna be a die maker." My dad goes, "No, you are not." <laughs> but, uh, 
So is yeah. that where you think some of your love for like printmaking and that sort of stuff I comes think from? So yeah, because printmaking is super mechanical. Yeah, and so when you use a press and 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 things like that, that's very also mechanical like that. Um, my dad was the artist though. I think um, my mom's very good at. My mom's a teacher. Um, so I, that's, I think that's where I get it from. I come by it naturally yeah. there. Um, and mom claims she's not, she's not artistic, but she is in her own right. But dad, dad could like anything, like my, my dad could build anything. You could just tell him what you wanted and he didn't, he'd have it exactly, even if you didn't tell him like exactly the way it was, like the way it came out, he had it done that way. And that's so awesome. he could read blueprints, you know, he could, he could build, he had a, he, he could think in 3d. Yeah, so I think that's where I come by. A okay, bit. that makes sense. And then, and then maybe the the nurturing teacher thing from the mom. And oh, for sure. Yeah. So, um, any siblings at home? Yeah. While you're growing up? Yeah. So I've got two brothers. They're two and a half years younger than me. And if you're following along in the home version of this, that means that I am uh, the older brother of twins. Of twins. Yeah. So that uh, Tommy and Adam, and uh, both of them live down in Cincinnati now. And they we all went to the same high school and everything too. We went to uh, Cleveland Benedictine High School. And, um, but then when they, we went to different colleges, I went to AU, they went to Baldwin Wallace. Um, and then they, I moved, you know, I, I came over here and then, um, Tommy and Adam moved down to Cincinnati and both Tommy and Adam work in court services. Tommy is a, um, a probation officer and a part-time bailiff. And, um, and Adam is, uh, he sells court equipment. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So everybody did something a little uh, different. Yep. Just a little bit. So, okay. So. If I if I'm calculating this correctly, you're a child of the '80s '90s, yeah. that zone was. I I'm, I was born in the '80s. I identify as the '90s. Okay, so so if you think back to your as a kid or or a teenager or whatnot, what would you what would you go back to now that you're teaching like visual art media especially? Um, is there a certain movie, TV show, song from that era that just like pops in your head as that you just identify with it like quintessentially. 90s. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a deep cut. Mr. Crow. I like know I, I was, I was so back in the day and you might guess this cause I'm an assistant band director is I really like music. And that was like, that was like my thing. You know, when I was, when I was in high school, I could get into the nitty gritty of everything. I would super geek out over different music genres and things like that. Um, I think I closely identify with, with grunge. So um, I was definitely a grunge kid. You, you might tell by the flannel that I wear every day. It's just buttoned up now instead of just. It looks doing, clean though. Yeah, so you know it's a clean something. look. But um, but no, like I, I I don't know, like Stone Temple Pilots or something like yeah. that, like um, plush. So I'd was there say. probably a moment you were in junior high, high school when like that style landed on on the airwaves and you were like, what is oh, that? Yeah. that like, that's for me. The the I can remember it exactly. It was like nineteen ninety two, I think. Oh. And Grunge had been around for a while at that point. But you know, I don't know if it was just not getting the radio play or maybe I just came into it. It at takes that a point. while to get to Cleveland from Seattle. I, yeah, that's a good point. But um I think that you know the funny thing about it was is that like my mom discovered it first. See my mom was an old hippie from back in the day. And so she was always on the up and up with music, all you know, all the good stuff. She'd listen to FM back in the day before while everyone was still listening to AM music, you <laughs> okay. know, because they had all the long plays and stuff, you know. Trends. So she, yeah, she was super into like prog rock and all that back in the day, and so she actually stumbled upon Pearl Jam before I did, right? Wow. So my mom had Pearl Jam ten before I even came across it. So like that, that was like my my eye opener there. I'm like, oh, this sounds good. I like this. Let's stick with this. That's awesome. Um, so you've talked a lot about your family already. Were your fa- family pretty close? Were your parents? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, 
we're kind of a weird bunch um, in the sense that, um, uh, you know, my parents had three kids and the three of us have no kids. And mm. it's sort of like, you know, so we, we don't have, you know, a lot of, you'd think of your family and all that with your, your brothers and sisters and all that. Me, it's still kind of like that, except we're all adults. So we just, we just, so for Christmas, we all hang out, you know, gotcha. like all the major holidays, we go over to each other's houses and things like that. It's a little tougher now that Tommy and Em live like 300 miles away, but we still make it happen. So. Were there, were there times when you were younger, you can pinpoint were great family moments, like a vacation or a trip oh, yeah. or things you did together? For sure. Yeah. We used to, um. Because my dad, my my dad was a die maker, and he he was really good at what he did. Like he like the big three, like Ford, GM, and Chrysler used to seek him out and say, you know, we got the special job, we want you to take care of it. Nice. But the problem is, is that that kind of work kind of ebbs and flows. So like there would be times where he'd be laid off. So we didn't always have a ton of money. So what my parents would try and do was they're like, we still want these guys to have a good life and and have a good time and all that. And not, you know, super be aware of, like, money problems or anything like that. So they would do vacations for us. They would find a really super frugal way to do it. So we would go on um, every, they'd save up enough money to take us on vacation for a week to a state park somewhere. And at first it started out in West Virginia. And we went to Blackwater Falls. We went to Cape. And we do, like, little side trips around there, you know. Like, um, and then my mom's like, it's an eight-hour drive. It's a long way to take three little boys. <laughs> and my grandpa goes, there's got to be a place that's close in Ohio. Like if there's state parks in Virginia in West Virginia, there's gotta be places in Ohio. <laughs> and then they discovered Dillon state park down in, um, Nashport, which is real close to, um, um, Zanesville and Muskingum County. Oh, okay. So and, hour and a half, hour 45. Yeah. Away, something like yeah. That. Not and too we, far. we would always get the same cabin. We did that for like seven years in a row. Oh. And so that was always super cool. We'd look forward to it. All your memories are built kind of around those vacations and things like that. Step ahead 25 years or so. We didn't do it for a long time, you know. Um, just kind of got out of it. And so I found that cabin. Uh, one day I'm just searching the internet and I go, ooh, there's Dylan. I click on it. You can search by cabin and all that. Ours was the only one they hadn't changed. So, like, they'd remodeled everyone except the one we always got. It still just like it did back oh, in wow. the 90s. So I'm like, hey, boys, we're booking this one. That's so awesome. Now we do that like every so often, and it's still the same, and it's like we're little kids again. It's just so much fun. Now, is it is it an outdoorsy kind of trip? Is it an adventure? Are you, what, what are you, you hiking, fishing, boating, that kind of stuff? It depends. Or? My mom always said that roughing it for her was not having room service. So um, I, she, I would agree with she's that. She's what you might call indoorsy. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so, you know, we there is out, uh, there's tons of outdoor stuff to do. You know, we boat, we fish, um, things like that. When we were little and still, you know, I wouldn't do it now because I'd fall apart. But um, when I was younger, I would go tubing off the back of the boat and stuff like that. Mm. But, um, you know, but it's at the same time, cabin's air-conditioned, so that's nice. Um, <laughs> so there's there's plenty of indoorsy stuff to do, too. But if it's raining or something, we'll go play cards or something like that, you know. Oh, nice. So um, let's, let's get off the family for a second, get a little deeper. All right. Let's let's learn a little bit more about Mr. Diedrich. Let's start with um, what's what's your biggest like irrational fear? Like, what do you know you shouldn't be worried about or afraid of, but you are anyway? Drains, drains, <laughs> like bathroom or like a sewer drain. Any drain, don't like them. You worried about clowns? Yeah. No, and no, no, creepy no, stuff no. Or? I'm so I don't know. No, this this goes back before rescue nine one one. Okay, um, <laughs> so. When I was super little, I just did not like it. It's like one of those irrational things, you know? And, like, if you were ever, people of my age would know better than, than 
high school people now, but back in the day, there was a show called Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Rogers was uh, a guy that would have a show and he would talk to you like you were sitting in his living room. And, you know, it was a great way for little kids to learn about the world, right? And so he had a song about everything because songs make you remember stuff very easily. So um, it sticks in your brain. And one of the songs was You Can Never Go Down the Drain. Um, And I didn't believe him at all. Like, (laughs) Mr. Rogers had me hooked on everything else, but not on that. So, like, so wait, right now you're calling out Mr. Rogers as a liar. No, I can't do that. Oh, my gosh. No. Think about that. No, that's not cool. Like, I'm sure he's right. Young, irrational, irrational Mr. Diedrich. Fear, okay, okay, Irrational got it. fear doesn't... Okay, um, we won't count it. Right, so that's safe. it. safe. Yeah, it doesn't matter how logical okay. it is. I don't want to get a bunch of phone calls. No, but I have, I have pictures of me, like, in my little kid's swimming pool back in the day, sitting on the other side of the drain, like, far away from that. <laughs> I don't even like, like, nowadays, like, you know, if I'm in, like, you know, um, like, you know, if you're, if you're, like, in the shower or something like that, I don't even like touching that drain. Like, if I accidentally step on it, I'm like, eh. Ah. So. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's yeah. good. Um, <laughs> do you do you have someone you consider your hero in your life? Oh man, there there's people here and there. There's like you know there's people at each stage in your life that kind of come in and out of things like that. Like the first person that popped into my mind just right away was like college, and um, <clears throat> it was Doctor Stanley. And Doctor Stanley yeah. was my advisor. Um, now I, I kind of look back on that time and I call him my art dad because you uh, know my my dad was you know about an hour away, so it wasn't always as available. But, you know, Doc kind of looked after me and made sure that I was on the up and up because you might not know what to look at me now, but I wasn't the world's greatest student all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, and I got better in college, but I still wasn't really great by that point. You know, so I I wanted to, you know, I wanted to while out and do stuff with my friends. And, you know, (laughs) so sometimes I got in the way of academics and Doc would kind of reel me back in. And the reason I think Doc's my hero is not only because of that, but because he still keeps in contact with me to this day. I'll get random text messages from Doc. Be like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm just calling to check on you. Hope you're well, you know. And so we'll talk and I'll text him back and we'll text for like an hour, you know, just talking about what's up and how my art school or how our teaching's going and things like that. So it's, he's I could I could say that I'll leave it at that for now. There are plenty no, of other great. people like that throughout my life. But um, who who should star? in the biopic of Mr. Cameron's life. Oh, geez. And it doesn't have to live in reality. It could be who you wish you looked like or could act like, or it could be the person that's just like you that you think could, could nail Mr. Diedrich in the lifetime movie. Like ideally like Christian Bale. Oh, but clearly realistically Jeff Bridges. <laughs> All right. I can see that. Okay, man. I I'm on it. Okay. I will give him a call and see if he's interested. Look that up, youngsters. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Look up the dude. Have you ever driven a motorcycle? Yes. I actually have my motorcycle endorsement on my list. Do you really? I do. I, I just always thought that was an interesting question because there's so many people that will try something once or will never try something. Yeah. Or do something a lot because they, they tried it and they loved it. Yeah. And I always find like sort of motorcycle falls in that middle range for people. So I thought I'd ask that. Well, so I used to have a jet ski back in the day and you know, it got to the point where I love my jet ski, but I was starting to get injured a lot because you get pretty beat up on a jet. So you ski. thought a motorcycle would be safer than a jet ski. Shut up. The, the <laughs> landing is much harder. So, no, I no, no. So hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. So I thought, you know, this is, oh, it'll be great. You know, you still have like the two handles you're riding on, you know. I guess it is very motorcycle-esque. It is, it is. But then, you know, I, there's a lot more, like you said, gravity's a factor. 
you know, yeah. as is force. Right. So I, I started to realize, I took I thought to myself, I'm going to do this the right way. I'm going to go take a motorcycle course. And I took it through State 8 um, motorcycles up in, um, up, up by Medina. And, um, and they had this whole course set up. They do it here at school sometimes, yeah, so in the parking lot. And it's like three days where they give you a motorcycle. Like, you don't get to keep it. But, they, you know, they have loaner motorcycles and you practice on those. So And they're beat up, too. So if you lay it down, it's not a big deal. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but I quickly figured out that I'm not coordinated enough to do that. Ah. And I thought to myself, like, I can't. One of the things you're not supposed to do is when you go to brake, you're not supposed to, you're supposed to have the wheels in line. They should be, the front wheel should be lined up with the back wheel. I could not stop turning that wheel to the left. It was just like a natural thing for me. And that's a really good way to have a high side crash, which is the kind where it throws you off the bike. Um, I don't, I don't recommend that. No. I, I, so I thought to myself, I don't trust myself enough. This is not my thing. This is not a good idea. So if it ever came to it, if someone was like, there's an emergency. The only vehicle left is this motorcycle. <laughs> Who can we get? I'd be like, I can do it. All you know, right. Like, Fine. But, I'll but, save this person. <laughs> but other than that, no, I'm not buying my own. All right. That, that's a good. And then um, and a, uh, it, parallel to that question, I also am asking, have you ever jumped out of an airplane? Nope. And then the follow-up to that is, would you? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. Never. All right. Nope. All right. Follow-up to that, have you ever bungee jumped? Nope. And would you? Nope. You okay. See, there's, okay. There's a connection here. No, it's fine. I just that was the danger moment of, not, of the conversation. Not super crazy about heights. I like heights okay. as long as there is a secure rail in place, and I'm not going to be on the other side of it. I'm about the same, but I don't like glass floors. Oh, you no, go to one of those no, big no, viewing please. towers in a building. It's great. I look out. The city's great. But if I look down and I can see the road below my feet, yeah, not, it's too much. Nope. That's where I draw the line. It's a big old bag of nope. Yep. Are you a morning person or an evening person? Oh, I am. So here's the thing. I used to be a night owl. Back in back in my day, man, I could I could stay up late. Like I would like three o'clock in the morning was no challenge for me at all. That was great. And so and I would definitely because of that I would sleep in late too. You know, like ten o'clock was early rising. Mm-hmm. Twelve o'clock was good. One o'clock, two o'clock, I'm sleeping in right, and. Then you get a job and reality hits and you have to get up in the morning, but that transition doesn't happen right away. So I was super groggy, super awful, still staying up way too late. Then I got older and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And I, my eyes just start slamming shut now. I'm still not a morning person. I'm a little more awake. I function my best during the morning. I'm just not happy about it. Okay. No, that's <laughs> that's pretty honest. Now, now people think teachers are the most extroverted uh, people person type because you're in front of people every day. You're trying to lead groups. You're some teachers can see hundreds of kids in, in just a day and all that. But what I found with different teachers I've talked to, a lot of them sometimes need that quiet alone time. And we don't get it. A lot of times, you know, we're helping kids during lunch or during our prep, which is great. I have no issues with that. But then there are times where you just need to be alone or shut out the universe for a moment. What what is that like for you? Is there something you like to do? Is there some some way you uh, like peel back from doing and or a hobby? Um, anything like that? Um, yeah, like for just in the moment. I don't know. Like um, if I just find a quiet spot to sit and just not do anything, that's nice. But if I have like some actual time, like on a weekend or something like that. I like to take the boat out, 
you know, if I get, if I, Oh, you got a boat. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple, a couple years back. So it's a logical transition. Like if you skip, from the, from the, the cabin. Yes. Yeah, skip yeah. the motorcycle. Okay. Over to the, from the jet ski to the boat. Right. So a little more move to, room to move around, a couple extra seats, yeah. you know. I can go fishing. Some quiet time out in the water. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. That's great. Yeah. Um, I, I think everybody needs that in their life, some way to just check out for a moment. doesn't have to be a long time, but yep. without that, it, it gets a little complicated. Um, all right, really important question. If you were reincarnated as an animal, which one would it be? Jeez, I don't know. I've never considered that. Probably a kangaroo. I need kangaroo. pockets. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's very practical. Like, you ever, like, oh, like pants without pockets are the worst. They are the worst. They should be. I don't even think I own a pair of pants. They, they shouldn't pockets. be made, period. <laughs> if I started your car right now, what song do you hope comes on the radio? <laughs> Nothing. You'll hear 90.3 WCPN. <laughs> nice. NPR. Kay. All right, I, no, so we're, we're going to hear news. Okay. You're going to hear news, but like, I don't know. No, if I had it on, it would probably be turned to like lithium or something like that. Oh, so really okay. good chance if, it, if it's, if XM is on, it's, it's on, um, it's on grunge or nineties or something like that. Now that being said, I also dig, you know, I nowadays like, you know, I'm not just living in the past. I like, I like some indie music too. Um, you know, I, I don't if it's super over the top, like you know, like Muse or something like that. Eh, I, I like something that's a little, little easier to, to jam with. Like not, not super shoegaze or anything like that. Okay, something, something that's a little trancey, but also has a good beat to it. Like Tame Impala or like Washed Out or something. Nice. Like that. Okay. Sorry, I just went off on a music tangent. Again. It's it, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Right. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, um, whether it be teaching or. You're at home, I don't know, working around the house or fixing something. Or is there is there what motivates you to work hard for what you're doing, whether it be work related or for yourself or any of that? Um, I know a lot of people, especially now with um, so many restrictions with COVID and that, it's hard for people and or teachers, students, um, administrators, all just to get motivated to go that extra mile anymore. Is there anything you can pinpoint that helps you through that kind of stuff? Yeah, it kind of ties back to me being an art teacher, I think. Um, and I don't think it's because I'm an art teacher. I think it's just because of my personality type is I love creating things. Like I get in, I mean, they talk about motivation and being like intrinsically motivated or extrinsically motivated. So intrinsically motivated means you're motivated just by that that rush from like a job well done or something that you really enjoy, you know, extrinsic means you're motivated by rewards. So like if I get a piece of candy, that, that makes me want to do the yeah. job. Um, but no, I get a thrill out of making something that never existed before. Like, um, you know, I could be doing an art project, but you know, it's kind of like in my art studio, I, I don't have like a favorite type. Um, I, I love printmaking as much as I love sculpture, as much as I love drawing, as much as I love media arts, because in all those things, you're bringing something to life that was never there before, you know? So almost similar to like a, um, a craft, like a, like a carpenter that takes yeah. a pile of wood and then it's, See, that's the he same builds thing, something. Though. That's why I have a workshop in my house is because yeah. I, you know, when I'm redoing a, my bathroom, you know? I, that's the same thing is that I'm, I'm taking something and making it into something new. I'm putting my own personal touch on it. You know, I'm downstairs, you know, playing with power tools and hacking up boards and, you know, making something look beautiful where once was everyone was bored with it or it was mundane or something like that. So 
That's awesome. Yeah. Now, do you have a favorite teacher growing up that you, you kind of think back to? I know you talked about like a college advisor already, but is there somebody to think back to that like, that's who I try to emulate as a teacher? Um, Mrs. Lynn's my sixth grade teacher was awesome. She, she never talked down to anybody. She held like super high expectations. So like, you know, you, you always felt real bad if you disappointed her, but she was always super proud of you when you did well, but she talked to you like a person. And so I try to do that too. Like I never, you know, when I, when I taught elementary, I never did the, um, you know, some people give them that real kind of sing songy voice when they talk to little kids. Mm -hmm. No, they're just other people. They're, they're other people I'm working with. They're just shorter and don't know as much as other people do. (laughs) So, you know, but, but, um, you know, she was always kind of like that. The other one, um, was, uh, a guy I worked for just until recently actually is, um, Mr. Trestle and Mr. Trestle, um, was the director of swimming lessons. Um, he taught me swimming lessons back in the day. Like we go way back. Um, and then when I got old enough to, to be a water safety aide, he hired me as a water safety aide. And he told me, hey, Cam, you should go get your WSI, which is water safety instructor certification. So I did that. I started working for him. And he was, you know, I always enjoyed his teaching style. He's very calm. Nothing ever rattled Mr. Trestle, you know. I don't even think I've ever heard that man yell. Just kind of like, hey, now come on, guys. And then everyone would just stop, you know. Yeah. And um, and um, so I tell you, and then when I got into teaching, he would, you know, he would kind of drop hints about the way I should teach a lesson. Or if, you know, one time I, one case in point, I was drinking a, like a Diet Coke while I was teaching. He, got, he took me aside. He's like, you know, Cam, it, I, you know, we're all thirsty out here. And I understand we need to drink every now and then, but you really shouldn't have that in your hand. You know, it's just kind of not professional. And so I was like, oh, okay. You know, and that kind of taught me like, you know, there's just certain ways you carry yourself as a teacher. And sure. All that. So. So he, he helped me growing up from teaching me lessons way at the beginning when I was real young all the way through making me the teacher I am now. You know, so that, that, was, that was that's kind of cool for that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, are there a couple adjectives you think your friends would use to describe you? You don't have to believe it's true. But what kind of adjectives would your friends use to describe you? Weird. Definitely weird. <laughs> um, contrary. <laughs> Good thing is we all embrace right. weird here in Asheville. Oh, absolutely. So. But, um, no, just so you know, and, but, you know, I tried outgoing, I guess. I, I you asked me about being an introvert or an mm-hmm. extrovert. I think I'm an extrovert to a fault, um, uh-huh. which really irritates Mrs. D because Mrs. D is an introvert to a fault. Mm. <laughs> so, we, but we, you know, it's, it's those opposites. Opposites it, attract. It, it you're, you're a good yin and yang that's to right, each other. That's right. That's awesome. Aside from necessities, right, you know, uh, food, shelter clothing what's what's the one thing that you would never give up that you have oh um aside from the necessities that I would never yeah give up. like i couldn't go a day without blank people people yeah. that's the extrovert I, I, yeah i know i know i got my people that's all right got my people that's like when i when i'm teaching that's a great thing about this job is that um I, there's always people around me you know and they have to go other places, but the more people come in and, you know, mm-hmm. and we have conversations and we make art and it's just awesome. That's awesome. Um, so you said you grew up, um, was it the same, the same home all growing up? Yeah. That, um, <laughs> we never moved. Um, it was in, until I moved out on my own, it was always right there on fair street in Berea. So, um, when you talk about home, some people consider it a, a, a place like I'm going to go home. 
some people think of home as like a feeling I'm with family or whatnot. Um, how, how would you define home for you? Or is it just the place you drive to because that's where you live? Or is it is it more of a home is when the brothers and the family are all together, that kind of thing? Yeah, home is the place that sparks nostalgia, I think. Um, I'm, I'm a big sap for that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, I really like, um, you know, being with my family and, and hanging out. And, you know, we tell old stories and tell old jokes, you know. All the jokes that people have heard a million times, our, our wives roll our eyes, you know, roll their eyes. At, you know, but, but we're like, remember that time? Yeah, I know. And they're like, yeah, it's, you talked about it like five minutes ago. But <laughs> so, but no, that, that's what home is. That's great. Well, um, unless there's something else you want to add, we're ready for the lightning round. Oh, geez. All right. So here's here's the rules on the lightning round. There's no wrong answers, but I may completely disagree with you. Okay, that's the first rule. First rule. And also want you to, as quickly as you can, answer. So you may regret your answer later on and go, oh, I had this better answer. So there's no judgment because it is a lightning round. Right. You know, it's like when you when you watch Jeopardy and you hear the answer, you're like, oh, I totally knew that answer, but you didn't get it fast enough. Right. From the, yeah. So no right or wrong answers, but I am judging you. So here we go. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Favorite book? Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. Okay. Favorite sport? Football. Clean the bathroom or mow the lawn? Mow the lawn. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. What number am I thinking of? Three. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Alaska or Hawaii? Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like Hawaii would be crowded. Alaska. (laughs) Cats or dogs? Dogs. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Best fast food restaurant? Oh, no. Um, oh, jeez. Taco Bell. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess I know the answer to this next one. Meat or vegetables? That's not true. Vegetables. Oh, okay. All right. I, no, don't get me wrong. I, I thought with Taco Bell. No, no, no. They, they, they both have their merit. Okay. I don't know. That's a tough call. Um, favorite smell? <laughs> um, chocolate. Oh. Uh, would you like fries with that? Yes. Pepsi or Coke or something else? Coke. Okay. What three adjectives do you believe best describe you? Very, very handsome. Oh, the handsome. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll talk about what adjectives are later. <laughs> Is cereal just really cold soup? No, I love cereal. But is it cold soup? No. Okay. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Tattoos are blank. Permanent. Okay. Hot or cold? Hot. When my alarm goes off in the morning, I blank. Cringe. Oh, okay. (laughs) Dine out or delivery? Dine out. Okay. Spicy or sweet? Spicy. Cake or pie? Oh, um, oh, geez. Until recently, I would have said cake, but I'm starting to think more pie now. Okay. When you text LOL... How often do you actually laugh out loud? And I'll accept a percentage as an answer. 9.7%. Okay. So you're a liar. Okay, good. Um, shoes are barefoot. 
Depends on where I am. Probably barefoot. Okay. <laughs> Favorite board game? Um, They're all awful. I hate board games. Okay. Um, Can I make you yawn by saying yawn? No. Okay. Best color in the rainbow? Red. Have you ever been on a podcast? Yes. If you were forced onto America's Got Talent, what skill or talent would you do? Drive. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that means, I don't but know good. Um, <laughs> candy or flowers? Candy. Okay. Favorite pizza toppings? That's plural, so you can you can okay, go all cool, out. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Pepperoni, sausage, ham and pineapple. No, that doesn't make me psycho. All together? Or? No, no, separately. Oh, uh, a pepperoni and sausage yeah. and then yeah. ham and pie. Okay, I accept that. I accept yeah. that answer. Um, well, that's our that's our 30 question lightning round. You went through them pretty quickly. Except for a few. Well, yeah. But the listeners at home didn't hear that because I edited those, okay. those spaces out. But you just let them know that I did. So you put yourself on the hook for that. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to share with us, Mr. Diedrich, before we, we say goodbye? No, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Thanks for having me on. This is a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, I do want to thank Mr. Diedrich for joining us today for our podcast. We hope you listeners at home got to know him a little better. Um, and he is hanging out down in the art wing and then sometimes over in the band room. And if you ever want to pop over and say hi, I'm sure he'd love to uh, meet you and shake your hand and say hello. Um, he did admit he's a big extrovert and he likes people. Most so definitely. I'm sure he'd look forward to that. Yep. All right. Bye. We'll talk to you next time on our next podcast where we'll, we will have yet another great teacher from Ashland High School and uh, look forward to that. And we'll talk to you all soon. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been a production of Arrow Media Studios at Ashland High School. Subscribe to Arrow Media Podcasts wherever you find your favorite podcasts.